Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. And today, we're going 30-0 as we skate the flying V and turn our mishap crazy kids into a well-oiled machine in uh, Mighty Ducks. Technically, it's 30 and 1. Technically. <laughs> nice. I'm James Fight, uh, one of the hosts. I'm the loud guy that talks. Uh, uh, well, quack. 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 Uh, quack. I'm quack. slowly losing my mind because of the current events in the world. Uh, and uh, below my screen is Mr. Aaron Salinas. Aaron, introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, my name is Aaron Salinas. I'm uh, an editor, uh, all-around nice guy, and uh, uh, I too am really um, hating this uh, COVID thing. But I'm doing my part. I'm doing my business. Uh, doing where I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next to him on my screen is the one, the only Kenny Madison. Kenny, please oh. introduce yourself. Uh. <laughs> Can you ask some chief archives? I was taking a drink. <laughs> uh, above him and next to me is the one, the only, the amazing music person, Olivia Suarez. Olivia, introduce yourself. Hey, it's Olivia Slappin Suarez. I am your social media girl. I am also not only a co host of Shame Watch, the uh, staple podcast series, but the host of Shame Watch TV. So all of you Bachelor fanatics, you've heard my voice for the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. And I'm James again, losing yeah, no, we, my mind. You said that. You said I, that at the beginning. I've been just running around my room. James, the gym meister. Running around, trying to do the podcast. Oh, man. So since we're jumping into it, I to start off, I coached soccer for six years. And boy, oh boy, do I have a special place in my heart for this movie after watching it because there's so many, some of the moments are just like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what, that is and one of it is um that you were kid. a disgraced lawyer that drew, drove your limo out onto the playing field i did your dad is yeah. martin sheen also you yes. lived in minneapolis i all true all these things are true about james fight in my coaching career you have a dui oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah big time yeah 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 you have a I boss chose... that coincidentally has a name that could fit in with a pre-existing hockey franchise that's true i do it was a very odd coincidence uh, you taught Sean Wise to a hockey goal? Well, he needed to learn how to, you know, <laughs> take a puck. Goldberg. But the, Goldberg. the guy, the, that kid that always has those quips, I, I've had a Oh, uh, uh, Albertson? A Averman. Averman. A Averman. Averman. I've identified it with, I've identified myself with Averman, truly. <laughs> Listen, I've had so many kids like that in my coaching career and i can tell you it's not cute it's not fun it's annoying stop don't stop oh. it 
I don't Stop know a lot it. of eight-year-olds that are listening to our podcast. So listen, eight-year-olds, listen I mean, up. If the Barbie demographic <laughs> has anything to tell, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think Fair we've amount. blown that. I think we've shifted demographics. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, the other thing was um, this is a little sad uh, when the when Emilio Estevez uh, first coaches who, them who is who uh bombay uh oh coach gordon bombay yeah coach gordon bombay uh when he's like what's wrong with you guys why do you like losing and then they're like well you get used to it after a while i'm like oh yeah 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 those are exactly the teams i coached was like <laughs> oh yeah we just lose it's like you guys don't want to win ah, you get used to it but then also like when i played soccer i was also on that team we're like oh yeah we just lose we're just here for fun. <laughs> Until my senior year of high school when we started winning. And we went on a 13-0 and win streak. We lost in my our own tournament. So 13-1. Uh, yeah, it was 13-1. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, uh. I, it was just, like, nice things to see. It was like, oh, right. Yeah, coaching is a thing. Uh, but it also made me really miss soccer because, like, man, after I watched it today and, like, I just want to play soccer right now because I miss it desperately. That's all I have to talk about. I'm done. Yeah, I feel like you should have spaced that out. Please uh, like, share, and subscribe. (laughs) Smash that like button. (laughs) Does anybody want to give the synopsis of this film for those who have never seen The Mighty Ducks? Uh, I think the best way to provide a synopsis is potentially through this review that we've pulled. Oh, thank Uh, you, Kenny. The context. Whoa, whoa. Context. Kenny, are you yes, about Aaron. to provide some context? Aaron, setting me up for the serve, making sure that yeah. I can make the context happen. Aaron's well, making it happen. Kenny Medicine, coming in hot with the context. Here we uh, go. Uh, one of the things that we like to do, in case you're starting with just this Mighty Ducks episode, is provide a little bit of context about why someone might feel a little bit of shame uh, about the shame watches that we talk about. Uh, In this review pulled from the Chicago Sun-Times by a film critic named Roger Ebert in a review titled, I don't know. Uh, Personally, I was a much bigger fan of Roper. Uh, In a review titled The Mighty Ducks, published October 2nd, 1992. The Mighty Ducks is the kind of movie that might have been written by a computer program. It tells a story that has been told time and time again about the misfit coach who has handed a team of kids who are losers and turns them into winners while redeeming himself. Even the usual supporting characters are here. The opposing coach who persecuted the hero when he was a kid. The kid who has a divorced mother that the hero falls in love with. The tough rebel kid who only needs to channel his anger. This time, the movie is set in Minneapolis and deals with peewee ice hockey leagues. The film stars Emilio... Estevez is the coach. He's a lawyer who gets arrested on a DUI and his boss, the crusty Mr. Ducksworth, thinks it will help him slow down if he goes on a leave of absence for the firm and coaches a peewee hockey team. Estevez arrives at the first practice session in a limousine, inexplicable in plot terms, but good for some inane scenes in which the little hockey stars flatten their noses against the glass. And then the season starts. The screenplay by Stephen Brill leaves nothing to chance. There is not a single surprise in the film, not even one small one to show he's a good sport. We march in lockstep past the obligatory flashbacks to Estevez's own childhood when an evil coach, Lane Smith, made him feel worthless after he missed an important shot. Of course, this villain, this same villain, yeah. 
Of course, the same villain is now coaching the opponents of the Ducks. There are more obligatory stops on the way to the end. We see how bad the Estevez team is in its early games. No prizes for predicting which team wins or whether everything depends on a big final shot or which coach makes a stirring speech about how it doesn't matter so much whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game. It must be said that this movie is sweet and innocent and that at a certain level it might appeal to younger kids. I doubt if its ambitions reach much beyond that. Well... Uh, and that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, he's exactly right. No, I love this film. This is um, great. But what that uh, that context, thank you again, Kenny. Hey, uh, what, that context, <laughs> what that context does bring up that I kind of wanted to talk about was, was Bad News Bears the one to kind of like hit that home run of yeah. that, that perfect that child's run. That, that that perfect kids <laughs> sports movie. I mean, most definitely. It, I think yeah. so, created yeah. a whole subgenre of uh, plucky kids underdog movies. The rookie does yeah. that too. Yeah, later. and yeah. and Bad News Bears was like seventy. I think it was eighties. It's uh, Bad News Bears was definitely seventies. Yeah, because then the remake was, I think, in the two thousands. Two thousand six. Not gonna lie, I really love that one. <laughs> I oh, really like that remake. Sure. Oh, and then reba- Rebound is basketball. I love Rebound. Rebound. Um, uh, I mean, there was a proliferation of these movies. And I mean, whenever we were all growing up, there was, uh, shoot, this movie, uh, The Big Green, Little Giants. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoot, I just, I just remember that there were so many of these movies whenever Feel we the were dreams. Um, not, Not quite. Uh, I think that one's Air Bud, Sea Biscuit. No, I don't. I love Sea Biscuit. I don't think those movies count as uh, underdog kids sports. Uh, In Air Bud, there's racing stripes. Racing Racing stripes. stripes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We may Uh, or may not have to do that one. I mean, heavyweights is. Yeah. Nice. What Uh, uh, do we consider kicking and screaming the Will Ferrell soccer movie underdog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a bad team that get good. Yeah. Um, heavyweights has a lot of the cast from this movie, and they kind of, you know, the underdog team. It's not a genuinely a sports movie. It's just the underdog kids coming back to to win over the the jock kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie. Uh. Wow! Aaron, is it's everything just, okay? It's just so '90s and so like the way they talk and the way they Disney let a lot slide back then too. Now that oh, yeah. yes. So I have a confession. I have actually never seen this movie. Really? That's all right. Yeah, I had heard of this movie. You know, I'd seen it commercials for it. I was aware that there were three films. But I was telling my mom, who watched it with me last night, I go, Mom, I've never seen this movie ever. I can't believe I haven't. And she goes, I thought I took you to go see it. And I go, Mom, it came out in 92. I was born in 93. She goes, no, but I thought we watched it at some point. And I said, no. But yet my two younger sisters have seen this film. Wow, so, that's, that's a weird. <laughs> so, but but I, I was able to watch everything for the first time. So it was nice, an interesting yeah. experience. 
Oh, you you have no nostalgia glasses for this movie. You just have regular glasses that you're wearing at this moment. <laughs> yes, my Prada glasses. Yes. Oh, oh, fancy. Thanks. I have Warby Parker. I still can't say their name. But Bougie. yeah, I like it. It makes me feel attractive. And I'm wearing Ray Bans. Oh, James, right. you're hot. Your face is symmetrical. Thanks. <laughs> But in my old glasses, I didn't feel that way. In these glasses. Were your glasses asymmetrical? They were, speaking of 90s, they were very 90s style, so they had really small frames. And oh, I hated that. Thin. Yeah, yeah it, like, like the... I felt so, yeah, I felt so gross. But when I got these, I'm like, yeah, I'm sophisticated and attractive. Hello. You, you gotta get who... Averman glasses. You know who wasn't sophisticated? The Emilio Estevez. Okay. Him. Well, District yeah. 5. D5, yeah. D5. D5. Which um, I've coached so many of those teams. So I I get why he was just like, I'll be in my car. Because I've uh, definitely mentally done that in my coaching career. His, his limousine that has a private driver that and was given phone. to him. And a phone. And which in, Yeah, and candy. Which in 92, <laughs> a car phone is a big deal. Because we don't have cell phones yet. I just look. Let's all agree to this. When right. we were all the target demographic for this movie, yeah. limousines were the pinnacle of luxury. Can we all? Oh, without I got. Doubt. So on that note, I got to. I won a contest in elementary. Granted. Thank you. Granted. Granted. And uh, when I was in third or fourth grade in elementary school, I won this contest. Don't know why this happened, but I won this contest where. One kid from each grade got to ride in a limousine, and then that limousine goes to a McDonald's, and you get to eat McFlurries. I've and done I, something similar. <laughs> I, I won that, and I got to go in a limo and eat a McFlurry, and it was super cool, and I felt amazing. I think that's why I want to uh, create my own business. What a flex. So you, you can go get you McFlurry in a limousine? That's correct. Guys, when we make it big, you heard it here first. When we make it big, we're going to ride in a limo to McDonald's. And oh, get at $10,000. Yeah, when we hit the $10,000 mark, we will film a video doing that. Not a month, just that's our goal. And we'll do it to uh, that Chameleon Air song, yeah. Riding Dirty. <laughs> yeah. Rolling. They still not Yet we're still not going to Kingsville until we reach fifteen thousand dollars. This is yeah. ridiculous. Correct. Yeah, but real Priorities. quick, why McFlurries? McFlurries are the worst ice cream. All right, I, I, I'm not it's talking about it's ice cream. There's no such thing I as like bad the, ice cream. The Blizzard, right? the Dairy Bl- Blizzard. Blizzards are king, man. All yeah, right. I love blizzards. Well, Blizz- listen, they were change it to Dairy Queen. They listen. I will gladly do that. Uh, Shake Shack Concretes. Listen, hold on, hold on. We didn't have that, but the limo, like. The school spent most money on the limo. They can't take us to uh, Dairy Queen, right? Like, okay, let's be real. It was the custodian's brother who drove limousines on the side. This was like said, a hey, national thing. And also, <laughs> because you were kids, you were, it wasn't a limousine. It was a Lincoln Town Car that was just black. And they- <laughs> I was with a Hummer limo. When I did it in sixth grade, mm-hmm. you had to have sold 10 magazine subscriptions, and oh. I was in a Hummer limo, and we went to Mr. Gaddy's, and we hung out there. And then we came back, and this was right when Maroon 5 was really popular, so mm. this love was on the radio, and there were, like, lights inside, and everybody nice. was just... Why, why were... I understand, like, as a kid, a limo is a big deal, 
But why are we harping on this so much in this movie? Because Little Miss is awesome. the pinnacle of luxury. It's so well, cool. There's there's a lot of uh, white privilege in this movie. A white man, white male problems. Like yeah. I made a few comments in the beginning. Guys, the limo was in this movie for maybe six minutes. Oh, but it was so cool. It's, it's six minutes with a goddamn limousine, Aaron. Well, it was on the ice. It wasn't supposed to be on the ice. And that's how that's how Gordon is introduced to Casey Conway, mm-hmm. who is Charlie's Charlie. mom. Oh, mm-hmm. Casey Conway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, we're introduced to the driver, which if I'm being honest... I kind of, I kind of uh, saw myself as the driver, just kind of a uh, big driver energy, Aaron. Dude, I was, I was definitely big driver energy in this. Want to expand on that? No, I've not got big duck energy. <laughs> <laughs> BDE. So that's our quote for that episode. <laughs> so, so outside of Olivia, what's our history with the trilogy, the Holy Trilogy, if it is the Mighty Ducks franchise? I. is better. I don't remember any of the movies. I know I had watched them, but it felt like I was watching those for the first time, like Olivia. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I. So here's the thing. I'm I, my probably my favorite sport to watch is hockey, um, but I didn't really? really get in. Yeah, I might be one of wow. the few people from South Texas that genuinely likes it. Uh, I'm a big uh, Chicago Blackhawks fan. Um, I genuinely oh, you don't like, the like hockey. Red Wings. Not at all. Wow. Um, I, I can't stand them. Uh, they're dirty bunch of cheaters. Uh, but Wow. The, <laughs> um, I didn't start getting into hockey until like maybe junior high, high school. Um, but this uh, – and, of course, I've never played. I've never really been ice skating now that I think about it. I've just always liked hockey. I think it's a cool sport. I think it's an articulate sport. Um, I, I think – um, and I, I guess it was probably the interest that I've never had it around me. Um, so it just kind of piqued my interest even more. Um, cause we had a team back home. Uh, we were the ice rays. They were like little stingrays, but on ice. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, I remember watching it as a kid. I wasn't like a huge fan of the movie cause I just didn't really like hockey yet. And then it, I started getting more and more into hockey and even then, it's not like I went to this movie. I don't know why I didn't go to this movie um, before, like, like when I started getting back into hockey. It's a, it's a fun movie though. So I do feel like I was rewatching it again for the first time. Yeah. Kenny, what's it, your history? Oh, uh, look, not an athletic person. Did I play some flag football when I was a kid? Yeah, absolutely. Look at me. I'm a football player. Uh, uh, but never really predisposed to like sports. That being said, I, for some reason, had a huge affinity for this trilogy. Uh, Specifically, I had all three of these movies on videotape uh, thanks to my, my, (laughs) my grandpa's wife uh, who would record videos off of, or who would record movies off of, uh, I don't know. I think she would just go down to the video store, rent things, and then just rip it to a tape and give it to me. <laughs> and that's how Kenny's uh, love of movies came about. I mean, yeah. A good portion of my video collection <laughs> was thanks to her just giving me more and more tapes. And then whenever DVDs happened, she'd do the same thing with DVDs. She that's would just awesome. rip stuff. 
Um, I got the SNL behind-the-scenes specials for the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It was broadcast in the 2000s because she just recorded them off of TV for me. Amazing. Uh, What a champ. It's so cool. It's it's the best. I mean, we, as Shame Watch, do not support piracy. Uh, Everyone... Speak for uh, yourself. uh, I'm speaking as uh, Shame Watch, the entity. (laughs) But that's cool. Well, you know who, but it is still cool. You want to know who encouraged cheating initially? Coach Bombay. That's right. And but eventually he learned the error of his ways when everyone called him out. Yeah. That was a lot. Cheating. Yeah. What where did he He wanted the, the kids he wanted the kids to really own their fault. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? They said some That's chant right. in the beginning at prog- at practice. They said something something be indignant, take the oh, ball, or something like that. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, be loose or something. Be loose and be indignant or something. It was saying, like, flop. Get ready to flop because you're going to – at least that's the term in soccer that I know is called a flop. If someone touches you, you immediately take a dive and you exaggerate it so you can try and draw a foul. And yeah. uh, it's really annoying. It's great. Super smart. No, no, it's no, it's super great. And no, basketball is definitely a big thing too. Just really here's wonderful. here's the thing. I'm going to talk about soccer for a moment because <sighs> forwards are dumb when <sighs> they. I don't care if it bores everyone because forwards are so dumb when they do it because they'll have a chance at goal, they'll have a shot, and then someone Sports. slightly brushes them, and then they take a fall, hoping for a PK. And it's like, no, take the shot. That's more likely to happen than the rep. Oh, anyway, forwards emotion. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was also a goalie, so I have a special uh, rivalry. You were a Goldberg? I was a Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. I mean, not okay. in hockey. In soccer, I was a goalie. I will say, this. Uh, fun fact, we're going to get a little personal right here. Um, I don't fart in public. Okay, neither do I. Uh, uh, neither do I. I try not to. Okay. Yeah. I'm absolutely mortified at any sort of flatulence. Yep, I, I don't... I Partially don't. because of movies like this, where you smell a fart, you automatically blame the big guy. Uh, so, I just took yeah. it out of my uh, butt vocabulary, where I just don't... Just doesn't exist. Do you fart in front of your girlfriend? Yeah, okay. but that's different. She's not public. No, I know. She's I just, just like... Lady. That's no. like a step for me. No, it I've, took some I've time. Never, I've never made it to that step in a relationship. For uh, Kenny just posted in the in the Zoom chat, which apparently we have a log of. I learned. Oh, cool! So maybe we can do something with that. I don't know. That's for a different talk. I'm James, talking what did about I soccer. Uh, vocabulary. Actually, <laughs> no. vocabulary. But nobody, nobody move. I'm going to describe real quick that James's hair is kind of doing the Fulton thing where it's parted down the middle, <laughs> which we is. all knew was the pinnacle cool guy hairstyle in a 90s film. Yeah. yeah. I, listen, if I was 27 in the 90s, I would be king because I'm white and I have this hairstyle and that's all you need. Oh, sorry. Didn't yeah. interrupt real quick. The quote is, take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. Oh, nice. 
Why did you raise your hand, Olivia? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's very polite. Happy, the, uh, I get it. The kiss ass in me. <laughs> <laughs> the goody two shoes. Just being like, <gasps> I know. Teacher, I have the answer. Yes. Uh, 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 Kenny, you are now raising your hand. Yeah, I, I like this protocol. Uh, I was also the weird kid who was also just obsessed with film franchises in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that there were three of these movies, uh, I, could, I could watch a franchise of these movies. Uh, that was super exciting to me. Uh, spinoffs, sequels, prequels, you name it. I was just super jazzed. Did you like Three Ninjas? Never was a Three Ninjas fan, though. Okay. Uh, Because that's that's a huge franchise. Yeah, that is. uh, Huge in the sense that there were a lot of those movies, not that they have any sort of cultural impact, period. Except for white privilege. White privilege. Absolutely. So the one thing I, one of the things I liked about, I hate this chat, uh, <laughs> that I liked about this film that I noticed was that there's two ladies on the team. And mm-hmm. that's kind of progressive because I remember when I was coaching, we had a lady on the team and people freaked out. They freaked out and hated how, it. How so? It's just the what guys they do? being dumb. So I can say this objectively because I had no skin in the game, but she was better than 95% of the guys on the team because she had really good control and her accuracy was really good. I mean, yeah, girls rule, boys drool. Uh, yeah, no, For it's, sure. it's true. Yes. That's the official shame watch motto. Yep. But, uh, Which is why there's three guys and one girl. Well, that's the ratio. That somehow makes sense. I don't know. Uh, I was trying to say that uh, three guys equals the power of one girl. Anyway, uh, that aside, uh, uh, I thought it was cool to have two girls and not even like really mention it. Because like, they don't they're like, you're a girl, you can't... I mean, they do call the other team girls, which was dumb and misogynistic. Yeah. But it's like still like they're not picking on the girls like, you're weaker. In fact, they use one of their strengths in the film, which is a figure skater, and that, that was cool. That was kind of cool. That was really cool. I don't know if that's hockey legal, but it's cool. It was cool. I did, thought it was cool. Did anyone pick up on the fact that Gordon Bombay looks over to the two black kids and the one white kid in the middle and calls them the, the Oreo or- line? Yes, yeah. I yeah. was just about to say. And the, the the other team, I guess there was it was earlier in the movie, but some kids were like, "Oh, look, it's the Oreo line." And I go, "Yeah, what's yeah, what's like when they first signed yeah. up for the movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was in there. That that's for sure. And uh, and Gordon's first interaction <laughs> with it, with Gordon one of the Bombay. black children. Gordon Bombay, yes. Uh, named after the gin, by the way. Um, Not the Indian capital. Jim Bombay, who's that? Captain Jim Bombay. Um, but, uh, yeah, his interactions with uh, the two black kids in the movie was just like, yeah, bro. Or something yeah, like that. I mean, Initially, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, 
I don't. Mm, it was oh, the 90s. And then there's uh, then there's the one Latino kid. He has mm. the leather jacket, and he <laughs> just like storms off after yeah. <laughs> after he, he's telling the whole team about Bombay's comments behind their backs, and they misconstrue the sarcasm. Yeah, he just is like, I'm out of here, and my mom goes, <laughs> yeah. Aqua Soup, like <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Wait, what's that? She's just like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) this guy. Um, but what this movie does have, which I'm kind of a fan of, is Mr. Lane Smith. Mm. I I love me some Lane Smith. Was that the the bad coach? Oh, the bad coach. Okay. Oh boy, I've known some of those people in my coaching career. What character actors? Yeah, I know a lot of character actors who coach soccer. Uh, you might know people who played in Mike and Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I first no. knew him as uh, Perry White from Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. Yeah. Anyone? Nope. Anyone? I I, nope. I remembered him from that. That's what, and of course my cousin Vinny because because sure. I love my cousin Vinny. I have no memory of things. And I just have a freakish memory for pop culture in general. I don't don't know if I've talked about it on here, but uh, my soccer coach one time, this isn't a bad story. This is a, I think, neutral story. Um, I think we should rule this is a bad story-free zone. (laughs) Okay. Agree. Uh, Bad stories here, ever. So uh, when I was uh, a soccer goalie, he noticed that anytime I let a goal in, I'd really harp on it and make my performance worse. So he's like, James, you have to have short-term memory and just learn from that goal and move on, which I've kind of applied to my life. And that's why I don't harp on a lot of things where like, I have to memorize. Like, I still know important dates in my life, but it's not like I harp on things. I don't know. I'm going crazy, everyone. And my brain is scattered. But, all good, man. Yeah, all, all, all's fair in love and movies. Um, and we also, I got to talk about Lane Smith some more as well. Yeah, go ahead. Because this lets me bring up uh, From the Earth to the Moon, where Lane Smith plays Emmett Seaborn from the Earth to the Moon, the Tom Hanks-produced miniseries from HBO that covers the space program. Uh, where Tom Hanks uh, intros every episode and plays uh, James, your boy, George Melier, at the end of the series. Nice. Uh, Anyone else seen From the Earth to the Moon? Come on. Anyone? Anyone? I've seen a a trip to the moon. (laughs) I still need to do my yearly watch this year, but I've got I know that we went to the moon in 1969. Nice. I was referencing the Even Stevens song. We went to the moon. (laughs) Uh, but, 69. Uh, Lane Smith plays Emmett Seaborn, the Walter Cronkite surrogate that's just constantly covering uh, news launches, or not news launches, you're launching news! Uh, constantly covering moon launches. Uh, it's so, guys, you gotta watch From the Earth to the Moon. It's on HBO right now. I have HBO. Well, you watch it tonight. Time. You gotta watch it. Yeah, I'll get to it. It's really good. Do you like space? Space scares me. They go to space and they no, conquer. I, I, you I can't didn't conquer space. They did it. 
You can't they conquered conquer space. space. They put a flag in space. I didn't realize he's been dead that long. I didn't realize he died in 2005. Who, space? Lane Smith? Lane Smith. Oh, yeah. But what I liked about uh, with Lane Smith is I probably never picked it up as a kid, but when... The emotional abuse uh, he does? Well, not just that. I probably understood that. But when uh, Gordon Bombay, uh, Emilio Estevez, goes up to him and says, to think I wasted all those years caring about ooh, what you thought. Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh such a great so moment. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> now oh, as an I adult, I was like, wow, that's, that's a huge thing to tell someone, especially a teacher or a coach. Yeah. Especially Whoa. someone of the caliber of Lane Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to tell Lane Smith that. Like, it's with pretty, no context? Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think this movie really does show a good job of, like, how important role models like coaches are. Like, they can impact people's lives drastically. And, yeah, like, you can't we, just put your faith in a Lane Smith type for the rest right. of your life. But, like, like, Lane Smith really did, like, emotionally abuse all of those kids through coaching. And The, it, the fact that the Hawks is chant is just win win yeah win 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 but yeah that's i mean i've known too many of those people and it really fucks with people okay guys we need to stop with the chat (laughs) (laughs) we're doing we're recording the episode i'm listening i I, I just really like to think that anytime like i'm about to do something bad just be like no what would lane smith think if i were to do he would win aaron (laughs) win he would win. win Uh, uh, also, well, let's just talk about this wonderful, beautiful, lovely stereotypes. Any opposition, all of the bad guys would just be completely dressed in black, no matter what. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, and he he always had his collar popped and up. <laughs> yeah. What an asshole move. Sorry. Right. It just reminds me of like <laughs> all of, like the guys in middle school with their American Eagle polos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a movie that we have to talk about on this podcast that is my absolute, mwah, the, the coup de grace of this movie trope is Twister. Yes, uh, I love Twister. Where the evil meteorologist, because that exists evil meteorologists are all cruising yeah. around in black vehicles and they're all dressed in black and they're in meteorology for you know the money uh it's it's so good i i i bet it holds up i i have a sneaky suspicion that and i i hope i'm just throwing myself under a bus that whenever we cover twister i'm gonna be like guys this is like independence day it's a perfect movie i just remember the cow and Twister yeah. always cracks me up. I I the movie the we're talking about today Twister. is... It is Mighty <laughs> <Max>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we, we haven't talked... Uh, we, we've talked about the adults. We haven't talked about these kids, man. Uh, Danny Tamborelli. Tamborelli, baby. Joshua Jackson, who was in The Affair. That's what my mom pointed out. Oh. And of course, King mm-hmm. Zaddy himself, Schwartz. What? No? Who? What are you talking Aaron, about? Aaron, Aaron Schwartz? Who's Aaron Schwartz? I know Aaron Salinas. Oh, me. Hey. Aaron, Aaron Schwartz. Schwartz. He plays, I can't remember his name. Hold on, let me look it up for real quick. Uh, uh, he plays yeah, Dave Kemp. He's also in uh, Heavyweights. 
I haven't seen that. Oh! Oh, yes. That yes. kid. I was like... No, I have no idea. He was like the quintessential chubby kid if you needed one in the 90s. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, him sure. and Goldberg. Him, yeah. And Goldberg was like just a heavy set Macaulay Culkin. He was the smart like cracking, <laughs> smart cracking, adult-esque 12-year-old. Yeah. And just, uh, but man, what a, what a, we won't touch on talking it too much, I guess, but man, uh, I, I just saw five days ago, he posted a picture uh, that he's out of rehab and doing good. Hey, good. nice. So th- he's, things are turning around because before he kind of had like that, like loose jaw from the meth and everything. Oh, um, yeah, I, I'm familiar sports. with a loose jaw. Don't do meth, guys. It's not yep. good. Don't do uh, meth. That's our yeah, if there's PSA thing, from Shane Walk Lodge. away from the podcast. Don't, don't do math. Just don't that's do math. actually our fourth, fourth rule is don't yeah. do math. Yeah. Uh, but no dunking, no self-deprecation. Uh, what's the other no thing? ironic liking. No ironic liking. No, no math. Uh, can, oh. can you go ahead and add that to the, the spreadsheet? Yeah, you got it. Thanks. While he's doing that, I have another movie trope that I think we see in this film. There's a lot of them, obviously. Yes. But speaking of the kids... It always seems like in movies from the 90s and 2000s, the main, like, teenage boy protagonist was named Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's a very, that's an overused name. Like it, like in Jack Frost, his name was Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's, it was just a popular name that Hollywood would put on these kids. I will say, though, I, when I was at uh, um, create, Creative Action, Last year, there was a kid named Charlie. Really nice kid. Very charismatic. He's a good uh, guy. He's a good guy. Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to play uh, Charlie. <gasps> really? Game changer. Yeah. L- little baby Jake Gyllenhaal would have uh, was supposed to play Charlie, but he <laughs> couldn't for, for unforeseen circumstances. Uh, and another tidbit I found interesting with the kids, they uh, a lot of them said they could uh, play hockey or ice skate. And uh, they lied. So when once they got so they, casted, so they learned. Yeah, I would do that too. Yeah, I mean, have you all heard the story about Mila Kunis lying about her age to get on that '70s show? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's 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 a way for uh, it's a name that that knows no. Race, it's just a name, Charlie. You know, so I think it is a safe name, I guess. And it's gender yeah. neutral. There can be yeah, girl true. or guy Charlies. Yeah, that's the same girl Charlies. Yeah. Well, that's enough about Charlie talk. Tune in next week as we just dissect uh, more Charlies. Um, and another thing I found interesting this was originally supposed to go to Charlie Sheen, another Charlie. What? Ooh. Not, you mean not for uh, Coach Bombay? Exactly. Yeah. You mean Emilio, Emilio Estevez's brother? Yep. Carlos Estevez? Gee. Yep. It's uh Yeah, um He was kind of a hot ticket at the time, right, Charlie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did he do he did Wall Street, right? When oh, was yeah. that? When he was shows that? up in Paris. That's the mid eighties. That's right. Oh, that's 80s? Okay, so, yeah, he was still big. 
I think his yeah. career was about at the same level as Emilio's uh, at the time. So I told oh, my really? I told my dad that this was the movie we were talking about today, and he told me two things. He was like, he said, uh, Emilio's better, and just left it at that. I'm like, okay. Um, I I still don't know what he means, but he just said Emilio's better. I'm like, okay, dad, thanks. And then he told me to watch Young Guns. Yeah, that that, that sounds like a dad request. <laughs> So just, you gotta watch Young Guns. It's so much fun. I just love westerns so much. I just watch a western and blue bloods every young. Saturday. Yeah, prepubescent guns. new <laughs> guns that were just introduced to the world. What if they were guns? Hold it, they're young. Whoa. Hey, I've got I've got some young guns. Oh <laughs> shit! But I'd agree with you, pops. I think Emilio's better. And you should watch Young Guns. But I feel like Emilio is giving a weird performance in this movie. He doesn't feel entirely dialed in to it. I thought I'd agree to that, but I just mean as a person. I mean, the bar is pretty low for to beat Charlie Sheen, though. Yeah, sure, (laughs) that's true. Um, Absolutely, you don't have to do much to be better than Charlie Sheen. Sure, Charlie Sheen, come on the pod. No, oh, let's not. Man. I don't want to put that. <laughs> Wait, is his know, name really man. Carlos? Yeah, yeah, it's Carlos Estevez. Martin Sheen, I think, is is well. Obviously, he's their dad, but I think Wait, he really? was the one. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? No, I don't know any yeah. of these things. President Bartlett is Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez's dad. Huh. But anyway, he took on the stage name Sheen because you know at the time having a white passing last name was going to get you more roles. Yeah. Oh, but I, I guess shit. Emilio stuck with Estevez. And he's, he's, he's got a name, man. Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez. Whoa. Born yeah. in Dayton, Ohio. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you Seriously? He's born in Dayton? Yeah. Ah, Dayton yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still glad he's from Ohio, but man, Dayton is... <laughs> Oh man, the Ohio shade is is coming in hot. I, it's oh, South man. Ohio. South Ohio is dumb. I want because they have a few sons. There's Emilio, Ramon, Charlie, and Rene, and Charlie's the only one to take the Sheen name. Wow, interesting. Huh? That's interesting. Did their parents like split up and he? took the sheen and everyone else was like no fuck that guy well no he uh martin sheen has only been married once to janet templeton uh-huh and sheen was probably his his preference uh martin's preference and he just probably went with that name and charlie followed suit yes all right holds up you know what else holds up what the score for this movie? Yes, I oh, love the music in this. Oh my word! Uh, the score. Uh, well, I'm, they're also good vibrations, but just the theme song to me, uh, in my nostalgia adult brain, is so iconic. It's it's kind of like uh, the score for Back to the Future, just kind of elevating the mm-hmm. story's material. Because this yeah. movie is exactly as Roger Ebert said. Fine. But the score, the score is so good. Yeah, uh, it's so much better than this movie kind of deserves. Yeah, uh, all right. 
it's doing a lot of work. It's doing a lot of work. It helps. It's great. My mom, at, at the end, when the outfield is singing, winning it all, my mom was watching the movie with me, and she said, I saw them play at South Padre in the 80s during <laughs> spring break. <laughs> She's like, you better go tell the guys that. And I go, okay. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What? What? I guess they, yeah, Eddie Money. I guess they were performing oh. at SPI for some, spring break. For some reason, I thought you were talking about the ducks themselves. No. <laughs> like, oh, my mom saw the ducks, yeah. Yeah, in the 80s. No, she, she saw, saw Danny Tamborelli. Yes. Hey, no. someone had to see them do a thing yeah. at some point. <laughs> no, but she saw the outfield perform. In That's the pretty 80s. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but God, yeah, this this score is, uh, which I guess makes it memorable, even yeah. more memorable. Yeah. It helps. Uh, David Newman did the score, according to IMDb, and uh, looking at his uh, filmography, he did yet another score that I absolutely love, Galaxy Quest. Hey. Oh. Never give up, never surrender. Uh. <laughs> uh, I watched that movie at the beginning oh, of pandemic, perfect. and boy, oh boy, <laughs> it, does it hold up. It is so, so good. And it's PG, which is so strange. Is it really? We're, yeah. we're coming up with like all these future episodes every time we record an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Galaxy Quest is not a shame watch. It's so good. It's that such a good movie. Be, that should just be an episode, though, like the Selena one, where it's not bad. We just, just love it give so much. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anything for Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it's a guilty pleasure only because Tim Allen's in it. And he's kind yeah. of a bad guy. I mean, it might be Tim Allen's best performance. Uh, yeah. They just released a documentary about Galaxy Quest. This was why I rewatched the darn thing called Never Surrender. And according to that documentary, Tim Allen had to fight hard to be in that movie because he was honestly just really passionate about doing a science fiction movie. They hmm. cut to him because they, they actually sit down for an interview with him. And he's in a room that is just stocked with science fiction stuff. And apparently that's just his house. He's a huge sci-fi dude. Really? Apparently so. Uh, he, I, if I remember the documentary correct, he had the original uh, alien Klaatu uh, from the day the Earth stood still for the 50s, which is just so wild. Is that why he, he's Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> it might be might be i don't know so again the, the movie we're talking about is the mighty ducks, mighty ducks. Yeah. Mighty but, <laughs> but buzz lightyear does tie into the fact that disney bought a hockey team and named them true? the anaheim ducks yeah so they bought they bought the ducks after these movies is that what happened aaron because you're the uh, if i'm not head. mistaken they had a team that moved from Canada. Let me mm -hmm. see. And they moved to Anaheim. Disney had the rights to them. And uh, named them the Ducks after the success of the film. That's crazy. That's absolute lunacy. Yeah, they no longer own it. Um... Disney sold the franchise in 2005. Or because why would um, you own a hockey team? Oh, no, they yeah. Just, so, they just had too much on their plate. They're like, oh, we yeah. don't 
<laughs> uh, Walt Disney just bought the team. So there was no That's team. Right. The NHL was expanding and said, hey, who wants to buy the team to go in? They bought the team in 93 after the success of the movie and named him the Mighty Ducks. That's crazy. Uh, That's yeah, crazy. it's the Mouse House does it again. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's so bananas. That would be like Warner Brothers purchasing a team that whatever the replacements was based off of. Anyways. <laughs> well, know, Disney, Disney, they have a strange stake in a lot of things because they, they're the uh, what? main no. sponsor for it. <laughs> they're also the uh, main sponsor for the Orlando Magic, the, uh, mm-hmm. the basketball team. Attracts. And- and Disney owns ABC and also owns uh, ESPN. ESPN, yeah. So. And there's all the ESPN sports bars that tried going up in the mid-2000s. That was like Disney trying to, to grapple the dads. No I'm going to Disney kids. World. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just won the national championship. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going, going to Disney to... World. That's true. Yeah. It is kind of synonymous with Super Bowl, now that I what? think about it. What? Oh, my gosh. Just That's mind so... blown. Yeah, yeah. Disney's ingrained in everything. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> this about it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Masterclass, where you can watch uh, Bob Iger talk about strategy oh, and business God. leadership. Strategy. <laughs> it's good to have one. Speaking of Mighty Ducks, so I read that Disney Plus was planning to develop this into a TV series. Yes. Amelia Estevez. Uh, Amelia Ooh, I'm losing it. Amelia Estevez apparently has done ten episodes. <gasps> now I, that I've I, seen this for the first I looked time, on IMDb. Yeah, Appa- apparently he holds this like really to heart more so than the Breakfast Club. I've heard really. Oh, oh you know that other club? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that dumb thing he did in the eighties. It doesn't mean much. <laughs> like he just strangely really likes Gordon Bombay. Hey, like listen, more power to him. Hey, troubled I, soul with like white man privileged white man problems. You know he he is a lawyer. When he goes, that's this is terrible, and I go, you're a white man who's a lawyer in Minneapolis. Yeah, and yeah. you got away with, with a any DUI. exactly. But it's, enough said. You know what that. a Disney choice to go. This DUI is going to wreck. This undefeated lawyer's career. Well, 31. Uh, sure, great. Uh, and then his punishment from his law firm is just, hey, you need to coach a hockey team. Which that just doesn't... Well, th- th- such Disney choices. Uh, so, what was that recent movie that came out with uh, Ben Affleck where he also got DUI and had to coach a basketball team? The Way Back? Right? The, one that the Way Back. Out? The Way Back, uh, yeah. So is that like the adult version of this film? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie, although I've heard it's quite good. I've heard unexpected. that one. It's good. Yeah. I I don't want to watch it because I like Coach Carter so much. Because Coach Carter, great movie. And well, it seems I, like it's just a Coach Carter ripoff. What I've heard yeah. about The Way Back is that it kind of uh, gets rid of that formula and the end of the movie is not just them winning the championship. That's not... The, the basketball is kind of incidental to his journey. Well, Coach Carter, they lose. So, yeah, take that. 
Okay, jeez. What is All right? James, right. take it easy. Right. What's your biggest fear? Listen, jeez. listen. Kate Peter. <laughs> what kind of an insult is that? Yeah, I, I, I did not up. understand what that. What does that mean? <laughs> I looked it up. Was it, was it, uh, Aaron, you're raising your hand. Go ahead. It's a strictly Minneapolis insult. Really? Yeah, it it means you can have. You're so rich, you can have your cake and eat it too. That makes sense. Oh, okay. that's what I. That's yeah. what I kind of figured, but I wasn't sure. It, it's okay. strictly a, a Minneapolis insult, which I thought weird because clearly the rest of America, you know, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Texas are like, what the hell does that mean? I knew yeah. it was an insult uh, because they, they throw it around. Uh, Quite liberal, but I just yeah. don't know why. Like, cake is delicious. What's wrong? Yeah, with it? it also are people so poor that they can't afford desserts. Well, let them eat cake. But I will I say, I don't know what Adam that Bank- means. Adam Banks did have that real child villain look. Like yeah. he was clearly a yeah. bad, a bad kid. Yeah, yeah. He's mixing with, with the wrong crowd. Also, so, this movie, if you think about it, shows the consequences of gerrymandering. Like, yeah, this. it does. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks was like way ahead of its time. Yeah, it's weird that Gordon Bomb, sorry, Coach Gordon Bombay, Thank goes you. out on such a limb to try and get Banks to play with them, as opposed to I don't. If I was there, I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever, I don't care. Oh, that does not surprise me at all. Because like you, you want good players, and if you can take a good player away from another team, you do it. So that's I do have that a question though. Talking, what's up? Um, I'm glad we brought I'll up allow it. I'll also allow it. I'll allow it. Um, I do have a question in the fact that I'm glad we we brought up Cake Eater. Sure, I will allow it. Just you. I I will also allow Cake Eater. I will also allow it. Quack. Um, does. <laughs> Did your hometown have Bowling Green, Ohio? Oh, San Springs, Oklahoma. San Antonio, Texas. Have a word that is like strictly unique to it as well. No, I don't think so. There was indeed a slang word that got thrown around amply during my ninth grade year. I recall. You remember what it was? Yeah, burnt. Burnt. Okay, what's the context of it? You just say it. Burnt. 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 <laughs> is, is it like y'all's aloha? Like, like no, you like... just say it. Oh. It's just funny. <laughs> what? That's it. Burnt. The only... Burnt. I mean, I think this shows uh, the uniqueness of Bowling Green, Ohio, but Burnt. they they do the... Uh, the say a thing and then wait a beat and go, not... <laughs> yeah, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> I up. hate that. I just yeah. <laughs> it was wild. That was back in 2004, 13 years after Wayne's World popularity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the trajectory of Bowling Green, Ohio. Olivia, did you guys have anything? No, Aaron. It would be all the bad words in Spanish, if anything. <laughs> because what I'm curious, and maybe you can attest to this too, Olivia. Kings Villains, from what I know. Olivia, have you ever heard the term "oa"? Can you repeat that? What was it? Oa. No. What the? What are you okay. talking about? <laughs> so, oa <laughs> o w a is a shortened version of 
Oaxacate. What? Which I thought every Mexican said. Um, James, let's just peace out for a second. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> but but you say Oa like, um, uh, let's say, uh, um, yeah, dude. Like I I had to leave the house. She was getting crazy. Oa, dude, you didn't have to do that. You should have just talked it out. Oh, like we, my friends and I say wait. Way like W E Y, yeah, like, yeah, like way, like okay, okay, way, chill out, way, but no, yeah, like, we Oa say we, my friends like, and I say that right now. We say way, like oh, dude, relax, oh, oh, stacate, way. oh, and apparently it's just a Kingsville unique thing, and nobody's ever heard of it. Mm-mm. There's there's one viral moment that happened in 2014 when the Spurs were at that the finals again. I don't know if you've seen it, Aaron, but what a, a reporter asked, not that one, but um, oh. <laughs> somebody asked this like older man a question. I don't remember. It might have been a reference to 2013. And he goes, And I go, that uh, is San Antonio right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So yeah, I, I didn't test to that. So Bart. Okay. So we all kind of have not, we all kind of nah. have a, 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 our city's unique things. Like I Kinky. mean, unique is a loose term. Mine is just we have two hills. Don't be right? a cake eater. Don't be a cake eater. <laughs> oh, um, what was it? So we talked about earlier how Disney got away with a lot of things with this film. Yeah. One scene in particular was when the kids were opening up the issues of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, uh, where's your mom? Oh, she's busy with the mailman. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you guys still talking about Spanish words? I don't have my headphones in. No, no. no we're not. In. Can I Can I come back? Yeah. Put them in. Thank you. <laughs> God damn it, Kenny. What? So, Kenny, just so you are can be tuned in, I was talking about how you had mentioned earlier that Disney got away with so much, and I was making a reference to that scene where the boys are opening up the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. Yes. And they're like, where's your mom? <laughs> She's busy with the mailman. The mailman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That just would not fly now. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. That's, that's wild. Uh, this is this is uh, yeah, but dirtier than Disney movies would ever be now because like have to be so sanitized. But people on, on on teams do do that. Sure, at least my team did that. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. But like, sure. Disney showing it. That's fair. I was I was very taken aback. There were some, yeah. and then you know the use of the word bitch and damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. For PG. Disney. It's listen. They were a different beast back then. They were still trying to fight it out. Yeah, yeah. The Disney Renaissance had just started. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast had come out in '91, according to IMDb. '92 was Lion King. Two. No. Lion King was '94. '94. Yeah. Uh, Be- Beauty Aladdin. and the Beast was tearing up. The Aladdin chart. was '92. Okay. Uh, I think Little Mermaid had come out in '89. Nine. That that sounds right. 
so all of the, Disney was just starting to come back out of a real dark phase, and they were still, in terms of live action, they were still trying to kind of find out where the heck they were. Um, yeah. And they were also, the, the Touchstone branch of Disney was functioning under the mindset under, um, under Michael Eisner of going to make live action movies cheap, high concept, and they would return a high investment. They, they, were, they were just by the nature of them being so cheap. And then just because they're so cheap, but the concept is just so good. They, they return on that investment. I think Mighty Ducks is kind of loosely fits into that while also being kid friendly. I want to talk about the yeah. uh, toxicity of coaching for a second. What? Uh, what? Of what? Uh, of coaching? The toxicity? Granted. Uh, granted. So, uh, an eight year old gets a concussion in this film. Yeah. And because the coach told him to take him out. Now, I, I, uh, that definitely happens, uh, which is really messed up. Because, like, I, I've definitely heard, like, that stuff talked about on the soccer field where it's like, no, we have to take him out. I don't – we have to, like, make sure he doesn't play for the rest of the season. It's like, whoa. Um, yeah, the leg. I, the I leg. wrote down yeah. – the line that those kids said right after Banks goes down, the one kid looks up to the, I, I guess the bruiser of the Hawks. What did goes, you, what'd you do? do? And he goes, my, my job. job. But that like, weird. That's, but that's how it is. And it's so, yeah. it's so messed up. And that I think really screws up a lot of kids. And like going back to the whole, like coaches need to be like good role models thing. Like that shit shouldn't fly ever. Like, yeah, you don't need to, intentionally hurt someone because like that's so evil like come on yeah, like yeah are eight-year-olds playing a game yeah <sighs> uh i also wrote down the line that bombay said i think it's after he goes to speak with uh our lord and savior lane smith yeah. where he's just looking at the team and he's going more fun more fun yeah, yeah. which yeah. is so wild yeah yeah, and especially just because, which I kind of liked about that is that, like, it shows the what I think the two vast differences in coaching in youth sports, like, like there's the coach that this is their life. When when you yep. ask them, what do you do in life, they say, I'm a coach in pee wee hockey, and that uh -huh. is all the only answer you're gonna get. Yep. Um, and then you have the other guy who's just like, yeah, I just do this for fun. Like, I'm just, yep. I like the sport, and I want to introduce kids to it. And it did remind me of my uh, elementary soccer coach um, nice. growing up. He was my favorite. Like, he was a big, tall, goofy guy. And he was just like, very, we lost the whole season. I don't think we won a single game. And I think when we scored our first goal, like, more than halfway into the season, he took his shirt off and, like, sprinted the whole length of the field. He was so excited. He was, he was just, like, so overcome with joy. Um, uh, he, was, he was so great. He was so funny. And then come to find out, he was a retired army sniper. What? Like in Desert Storm. And like, Whoa! Yeah. What? Like so, so apparently he was just like so wound up all those years. Now he got to like cut loose and have fun. Yeah. And he just like lived it up. And those were like my favorite soccer years. That's awesome. That's <laughs> what, was amazing. the years he was my coach. It was so great. Like, yeah, my mom told me, she was like, 
yeah, he was a, a, a retired army sniper. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, apparently he like knows his kill list and everything. Like, and it's just like so ingrained in him, but he was just like having fun. And I was like, what? Whoa. What? That's insane. <laughs> Coach Ryan, he was one of my favorite coaches growing up. Uh, well, speaking of retired uh, Army snipers, let's see if we can take down some scores in a rousing game of the Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Good circle back. Good circle yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, I can segue anything. Quack. <laughs> Quack. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes Quack. game is based off the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system that assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. I'm going to be, going to be asking for two scores, both the critical score as well as the audience score, starting with the critical score, going closest without going under, starting with uh, Mr. Anything for Salinas. Out of 30 critical reviews, what do you think the critical response is for The Mighty Ducks? Only 30. Wow. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say 72. 72? Why 72? Uh, I think I think critics were fine with it. Uh, they they probably weren't taking Disney seriously at the time. Disney was still trying to find its foothold, and seventy two just seems like a, eh, it's fine. Uh, take the kids, I guess. There's a there's a fat kid in it. It's funny. Kids, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how Trolls World Tour is currently marketing themselves, right? <laughs> I really you got no it. other options. I, I, need I a, really like Charles. I, <laughs> I, I still need to see it. Rachel Bloom's in it. I need to see I it. I really like Charles World Tour. I really liked it. I, it was, uh, speaking it was so of things good. that we like, uh, our favorite SWAT is Olivia. Uh, what do you think the uh, critical score is of the Mighty Ducks? So I'm going to take a deep cut, and I'm going to actually say 35%. Oh. Yeah, that, I think, oh, that's like, so what Aaron... Yeah, so what Aaron said, but, like, slash it. Because uh, to go on, like, what Aaron was saying, I really think that because Disney was in such a vulnerable position, this is, like, really before the Renaissance, like, we said it was around the time the Renaissance took off, but in terms of its live-action movies, they probably just found it super cliche, like, not exciting. I don't know. They, that's wow. kind of what that's I, I that doesn't mean that I thought it was thirty five percent good, but just playing the game. Yeah, just playing the game. The game. Yeah. It's uh, just, much like Lane Smith. Too. Olivia's in it to win it. They're the critics were just being cold bitches. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, well, Mister Fight, would you like to put up your Dukes? Uh, Kenny, as you know, I'm a middleman, so I'm going to go somewhere in between of these two numbers, and I'm going to say. Uh, 54%. 54 for the middleman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, splitting the difference, but unfortunately you splitting the difference is a bad move. Uh, Olivia, you are closest without going under. The correct answer is 23%. Oh, my. Good job, Olivia. Damn. Uh, what? Damn. Rotten to the core, except that it's... it's it's got a little bit of freshness, but like it's mostly right. It's still pretty moldy. I was being like, like there's one pessimistic. spot. Are you out? Yeah. Well, that pessimism was right. 
Uh, Damn, good let's, let's see if that pessimism maintains in the audience scoring. Out of 278,432 audience rankings, uh, starting with Mr. Fight, what do you think the audience score is for The Mighty Ducks? You know, I'm going the Fast and Furious route. I think it's 69 because it's a nice. funny number. Wild Speed Summer. Uh, Aaron? How many reviews? 270,000. And some other numbers. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> 60. I'm trying to be pessimistic, but it's a franchise, guys. It had three movies. It is a franchise. It That's has three movies and an upcoming Disney Plus TV show starring Lauren Graham. And there had to be a reason. Yeah. So 60, I guess? 60 is 60%. If this is a 98, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to... Sure. Uh, Olivia? I'm going to say, I'm going to actually be optimistic this time, go on the other side of the spectrum, and I'm Jesus. going to say 72%. 72%. Oh, okay. Olivia, your optimism is unwarranted. James, you are closest <laughs> without going uh, under. Yes. Uh, the correct answer is 65. Damn it. Uh, and as per the rules, always, if you give two numbers and one of your response, you're going to have to pay $30. And Aaron, you were the one that said two numbers <laughs> in your response. So you're what? going to have to pay $30. And, well, Kenny, also the other rule, if you yeah. lose any of the, any of the no, no. you have to pay yeah. 30 So that's, Aaron, that's $60, buddy. Yeah, that's $60. No. He's 60 that's, and one. That's right. No. <laughs> no. That's, those are the rules. Those are part of the five rules. No, and no you have to coach a little league hockey team. No. Yeah, yeah you do have to do that. That's part of your I, community service. That, <laughs> what community service? For losing the hey, Rotten Tomatoes you're getting, game. You're getting it off easy. Yeah. yeah. Especially since you're uh, guilty of DWP. Yeah. Driving while... Drinking while podcasting. I haven't taken a single drink. Okay, okay. sure, allegedly. Okay, yeah. Your uh, liver okay. spots that are covering your drink-addled face beg to differ. Yeah. You I have a clear face. I mean, we're still going to keep your salary and, you know, I'll give you a driver, but what? you have to coach a team. Mister. Uh, I don't like these rules. That's another episode of Shame Watch. Thank wait, you. Wait, 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 James, wait. Putting on a Ducks jersey doesn't make you a real podcast. Uh, Olivia or Kenny, do you have one? No. Olivia, go ahead. The podcast of is the podcast's a bitch when it works against you, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> um, <clears throat> now listen wait wait I will not podcast at the principal <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, if you miss the shot you're not just laying me down but you're laying your podcast down too oh that's a good one <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one uh, that's been our episode of shame watch wait wait wait, wait. wait. keep podcasting maybe you'll give them a cold <laughs> just coming up with <laughs> that's been our episode of shame watch thank you to denise hudson for wait wait Kenny. wait no I got one. Quack, quack. oh my god quack i got one
podcast. God, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I love it. Instead, instead of Goldberg. <laughs> Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shamewash on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Do you have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shamewash Pod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can, can make a huge difference. And now we play the game, let's review our perks with our hosts. Sure. Aaron, what does the Tom Dollar level get you on our Patreon? Everything previously mentioned. And? Oh, and... Nothing's been mentioned yet. Nothing's been mentioned. No, 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 I'm using it to my advantage. Everything that's been previously mentioned and mm-hmm. sweet picks. And I, I forget. Haikus. Oh, haikus, dang it. Beat picks and haikus. Uh, Olivia, what's my our biography. seven dollar reward? Kid, I was hoping you wouldn't tell me this one because I know. this is the one that I get confused with. So you don't get Aaron's sweet picks or haikus, but you do get everything at the $7 to $2 tier. Um, let's see. Behind the scenes is the correct I'm answer. cheating a little bit. <laughs> behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Yep. And yeah, yeah that's, that's, all, that's all I remember. I was, hoping you would tell, you, I was hoping you would ask me about the 5 or the $2. <laughs> oh, I know. That's too easy. Got to keep you on your feet. But, Kenny, take us away with the $5 level. Absolutely. Uh, at the $5 <laughs> level for the Patreon, you get access to all the pre-podcasting banter that we do. Uh, this week, we've got easily 30 or 45 minutes. It's like a tiny little episode that you can listen to just at the $5 level, uh, as well as access to the rest of the other bonus podcasts that we feature on the feed, including our movie marathons, including the brand new Shane Watch TV, which Olivia is absolutely killing. Give it up. Thank you. Yeah. And there's one more thing that I forgot to add to the copy on the site. Olivia's headshot. Signed. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. I'm working on those guys. That's right. Uh, And at the $2 level, you get access to our movie. Well, you get access to all of our extra episodes, such as Shame Watch TV, hosted by Olivia Suarez, and uh, our movie marathons. Our most recent one that we did was uh, Mar- non Marvel Spider Man movies. So check that out. That's coming pretty soon. I'm and excited. we say your name on the podcast, which hey. we do right oh, now. Nice. Uh, starting with Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. He oh. messaged me to correct me. Leander, Texas, recently Adding moved. That Congratulations, Alan. Yeah, please add that to the doc. Um, really? He's in Leander now? Oh, he yeah, got he, the house. Yeah. He oh, bought nice. the house, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he, he corrected me. He was like, hey, uh, just a heads up, you got to update the copy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Riley McPherson of Tulsa, okay. 
Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Herc. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Tiffany Tipton. Of Austin, Texas. Miranda Suarez. Of, of San, San Marcos, Texas. Texas. Uh, Becca Flange. I don't know. Flange. Flange. Of Austin, Texas. And Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Thanks, Mom. Thank, thank you, Mama Suarez. Uh, thank you to those three new patrons. Uh, all happened this month of April. So, thank you. Now I'm going to switch over to the copy. Uh, so, until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Cast. 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 Cast.